Welcome to the Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast helping aspiring entrepreneurs level up their marketing. Here's your host, Augustine. Let the class begin. Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode on the Marketing Podcast, Digital Marketing Tips and Insights, episode 136. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about IDFA by Apple. And that is Apple recently came out came out in 2020, around the 22nd of June, with the announcement that they'll have a different IDFA policy with the release of the iOS 14 in October in September. Now, just to make it quite clear for those of you who don't understand what IDFA means, IDFA means identifier for advertisers. And it's simply what advertisers use to do their marketing or to do their retargeting, simply how they get data and personalized data and information from their targeted audience and essentially help them come up with uh, better advertisements or target the right kind of people. And what Apple said is that, uh, you know, they they value a lot of uh, privacy when it comes to their users and they want to give users the option to opt out or from tracking. Now, one of the things you need to understand is even before the IDFA policy by uh, Apple comes to play is that Apple has all as kind of always limited tracking for Apple users. If you head onto your settings on your iOS, uh, iOS device and head on to privacy, scroll down, you'll see a, you, you, you'll see a button written, um, I believe advertising or advertising tracking, etc something of the sort and if you click onto that you'll see limit uh limit advertising uh, advertisement tracking or something of the sort now the huge problem comes is that uh, a lot of marketers especially mobile marketers will have a huge problem now apple did come with some sort of solution for marketers that to be quite honest, a lot of marketers are not really intrigued by. And uh, I think you can relate this to Google coming, removing third-party cookies in 2022 and essentially introducing Sandbox. So Apple is doing the same and it has introduced something called SK Ad Network. Now, the problem with using SK Ad Network is that as much as if you're doing mobile advertisement, it'll uh, you can still do your mobile advertisement, but the problem is that they take the data of your ad campaigns or collect data from your ad campaigns for you without infringing uh, user privacy and then relay that information back to you. Say, for example, you're running an... Um, a mobile marketing campaign where you want your your mobile app to be installed so it's a campaign you're it's an installation campaign that you're running so with the sk ad network is that it will collect data let's say since it's a conversion campaign so you're you're you're, you're measuring your ROAS, your return on ad spend on uh, conversion 
is that uh, once someone installs uh, install that specific app that you're running in your campaign, SKR network will simply relay that or post back that information back to you. The only problem comes is you don't get to have those specific details on how your, co your campaign really worked and can't necessarily do, you know, retargeting, etc., or know actually what made your mobile campaign work pretty well. Think about if you, if you let's say you're on a Facebook ad, let's say you're running a Facebook uh, ad campaign. So usually you'll come up with uh, an ad set and different ads and in the different ads you'll have maybe different interest. And if you're doing an experiment, let's say it's an AB test on your ad campaign because you're trying to figure out which kind of metrics work for your certain ad campaign. Where do you gain more reach? more conversions or simply more ROS is that once you've defined the kind of interest, let's say for example, you you want to target uh, moms in moms living in London who are earning, let's say between uh, 40,000 pounds to 100,000 pounds and are of Asian descent. Maybe it's because it's an Asian product that you're offering, etc. So in your when you're trying to come up with your target audience or you're trying to tell Facebook your target audience, you probably describe, let's say, uh, moms, uh, maybe ages between 18 and uh, 40. Uh in terms of income, maybe you can be looking at some of the interests that they have that relate to people of a certain income. And since they're Asians living in London, maybe maybe look at, let's say, if they're following a certain, uh, a certain show or a certain author from any part of Asia, could be China, could be Korea, whatever it is, it is you're targeting. And you can, let's say, switch one of those interests or one of those um, uh, parameters that you use to describe your ideal target persona so that you have similarly two ads where you're simply checking which, uh, which attribute or which uh, parameter performs better than the other. If, let's say, I neglect... Uh, let's say moms, if you're targeting, let's say between moms between 18 and uh, 30, and let's say the other parameter could be, now you're targeting a different age bracket, it could be 31 to 45, for example. You can do that easily with Facebook and you can easily get your information back and you can uh, see what works and apply lookalike audience, etc., and scale up on the kind of advertisement that you feel uh, works best for you or for your specific campaign. But once uh, Apple starts hindering uh, advertisers or marketers from getting this kind of information, it kind of becomes quite tough. And actually an, an estimate was done in Canada where, or an, an analysis rather, where they talked about around 70 percent of iOS, iOS users in the States and in America in general 
have or allow are opt or are opted into uh, ad tracking. So they allow uh, the information to be gathered for uh, ad tracking so that, you know, they get a lot of personal ads. Most of them pretty much do not, probably are not even aware of that, I believe. Because I, don't, I believe a lot of people usually don't know what they are opting into when, you know, you head on to a certain uh, app and you get this pop-up and uh, Apple or any other, any other device that you're using prompts you with a message that... Uh, to allow tracking for better personalization, etc. And usually people tend to simply opt in or opt in while using uh, the app. And the estimate is said to be around 70%. And it said uh, they're estimating that once ID, uh, IDF comes into play, that number is going to drop between 10 to 15 percent because not a lot of people actually like their uh, their data and information to be used in any other kind of way. Now, how th how this will happen is, for example, if you download, if you're already on iOS 14, I'm not on iOS 14 as of now, but if you're already on iOS 14, if you download any app, there'll be a prompt that uh, Apple will send you asking you whether you want your information to be tracked. And that's where the problem starts. Now, advertising might become a little bit tricky. And it goes to say that we are seeing a trend where we'll start having to rely a lot on first-party uh, data, be it for advertisement or any other, th any other thing. Like I've mentioned, also Google coming up with um, the cookie-less uh, or removing third-party cookies as of 2022 and we've been given enough time to find solutions for that so it goes a long way to tell us that we really need to start relying on first party data so pretty much that's it when it comes to idfa thought maybe i should inform you guys on what's actually going on and how might how that might affect us marketers in the long run and actually, today morning I joined uh, a Facebook group on uh, on Facebook uh, on advertisement, and I've been, I've been spending a lot of time on the app uh, on the group. It's actually quite interesting. If you have the time, maybe you can join some of the groups. Actually, I found the conversations quite interesting on people sharing uh, some of the ad campaigns that I've done. Now, obviously, not sharing you know the product or the companies that they work for, but sharing some of the ad campaigns that I've done. And you can actually learn a lot. And I spent a good amount of my morning reading through the conversations and learning the actually really, really good Facebook groups that you can join. Anyway, pretty much that's it. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure to reach out to me, Augustine at siftgroup.net. You can also find me on social media at Augustine Kiama or at Kiama Augustine. And make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. But until then, see you guys on the next podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, class dismissed.